Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. Happy holidays, J Roth Concerts family. Wherever you're listening to this show right now, we are grateful for your support and we hope that you have a blessed and beautiful holiday season with your loved ones and um, that you are recharging for the year ahead and continued blessings to each and every one of you. We are grateful for your support. And this special episode, guys, is a preview of really the premier songwriters festival in the U.S. We've... um, We've always wanted to cover it, and we're thrilled to announce that we will be covering it in 2023. It is the 30A Songwriters Festival, guys. A celebration of songwriting, 14 years of musical excellence. It basically has featured over 175-plus artists performing over a four-day weekend in northwest Florida along the 30A corridor in the Gulf of Mexico. There in 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 uh, at the top of Florida, just beautiful in a beautiful time of the year. It takes place January. It takes place uh, this January. Uh, tickets are still available at thirty eight songwritersfestival dot com. Um, and you know the lineup has historically been completely unique, and it's January thirteenth through sixteenth. By the way, there's obviously friends of our show there, as you guys are accustomed to, like Yola, Morgan Wade, and Lily Hyatt. But other songwriter, other songwriters uh, in the headliner category include Ricky Lee Jones is here, Jim Blossoms, Lyle Lovett, and Steve Earle. Past acts include people like Randy Carlyle, Jason Isbell, John Prine, uh, Emmylou Harris, Doctor John, Annie DeFranco. I mean, it's been it's been really incredible. It just brings hundreds of artists, dozens, and neighborhoods just kind of together to celebrate the community the songwriters community and to um and to unite you know music fans from all over the world it's it's a really special time um and um we welcome today Russell Carter he is the festival co-producer he's also an artist manager and he also works for the Cultural Arts Alliance CAA of Walton County which is um the organizer of the event and uh, it's important to know that 100% of the festival's proceeds support um, the arts in Walton County through leadership, ad- advocacy, funding, and education. So this is all around a really special event. We are thrilled to be there uh, in just over a month. Wow. And uh, happy holidays to all of you. We hope you enjoyed this preview. We talk a, little about, a lot about the festival, what makes it unique, the genesis of it. We talk about uh, touring in today's environment. I mean, Russell is a great guy. We even... Um, Pay a little tribute here to um, to Christine McVie of um, Fleetwood Mac. We talk a little bit about about everything. So enjoy the show. Tickets still available at thirty a songwritersfestival dot com. Well, there we go. There you go, Russell Carter. Does that look, look okay? 
That looks amazing. How are you, Russell? Where are you coming from? I'm great. From? Doing really good. So where are you? Wonderful. In Miami or? Nashville. 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 And you're, and you're in Georgia? In Atlanta, yeah. In Atlanta, fantastic. And of course, for my audience, Russell Carter, festival producer for uh, 30A, an artist manager of, or as well for bands like the Indigo Girls. First of all, Russell, congratulations on a wonderful year for you. I mean, after the turmoil of, you know, 2020, 2021, this year seems like everything was at hyperspeed and you, you just rocked it and rolled it, man. Uh, how, how was the year for you? How are you looking back at it? Uh, extremely busy. <laughs> I mean, what happened, I think, in this past year is everyone, certainly everyone I represent, but I think virtually every artist in the world wanted to hit the road and make up for lost time. So. Yeah. You know, venues were very busy. Agents were uh, just in hyperdrive. Managers, you know, very busy. Artists out on the road working harder than ever. Uh, it's, you know, for the consumer, there's more music available, live music, probably than any year in history. Yeah. Um, I mean, just about anybody you wanted to see, you could see them. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, and, and since, since you bring the point forward, I mean, of course, we're going to talk about 38, January 30th through 16th, uh, 38 songwriterfestival.com. So much to talk about there. But since you since you bring the point, um, let me ask you about about the life, uh, you know, challenges this year, because, you know, there's been some unique challenges. Like you said, there's uh, rising costs, inflation, um, you know, you can't find truck drivers, uh, you know, shortages of some stuff. Some ticket sales are slow. As an entrepreneur, uh, Russell, and you're also a great entertainment lawyer for many years, what are your thoughts on like some of these like unique challenges right now in, in, the, in the life industry? Uh, well, you know, there's nothing you can do but wade through it this year. I mean, things are going to have to equalize over time. Um, but I mean, you touched on three out of 30 challenges. I mean, it, and you're right on the point. I mean, trucks, how about buses? It's very difficult to find buses. And when you get one and there's a. Got that a phone call came through. There's so many, you know, issues with buses and for all artists, you know, from just starting out on a bus to people that have been on a bus for 25 years. It's it's just one of the challenges. And, you know, every artist who's been on the road has a, a bus story to tell. But you just put up with it, you know. You just you yeah. have to you have to be patient this year, and and it's tough because everybody's working so hard, you know. The, the, next year, some people, everybody's gonna have to take some time off at some point, and then things will get back to normal. I think, right? You know, in a normal year, maybe sixty percent of the artists in the world tour. The others are making a record or have some downtime or whatever. And, and this year, it's just everyone is out there. Yeah. And, you know, that'll change. But but you're Absolutely. right. I mean, there there is there are issues with ticket sales in some markets uh, that it wouldn't be the case if there weren't more supply than there is demand. And it's not like people have lost any interest in music. There's plenty of demand. There's just an extraordinary amount of supply right now. Um, True. That's a great point. But, you know, that just means you have to spend more time marketing and promoting and, you know, 
doing the nuts and bolts things. It's a little more effort to make it work. So. And that's why, you know, you're Russell Carter, you're leaving such a mark in music. And one of the things you're doing, Russell, segueing to the festival is, you know, you're, you're creating something really special down in Walton County. I mean, it's a music lover's dream, Russell. I mean, is this <laughs> what you always envisioned for the area, the potential to be like a, like a Floridian New Orleans, like a musical Mecca, especially in the winter? You know, let me just give you some history on it. I, I grew up in Connecticut as a kid, but my family was from Alabama and my granddad had a beach house in Panama City Beach. So my whole life, I've spent summers down there. I've, I've known the area forever. And I have a beach house in Grayton Beach. And in 2010, I got a call <laughs> from the people who were starting the festival. Jennifer Steele, who runs the Cultural Arts Alliance, uh, was sort of heading up the, the concept and pulling all the various resorts down on 38 together and brainstorming. And I got a call from someone about booking Sean Mullins, who I manage. And I happened to be down there. I was at my beach house and I said, well, let's grab some coffee because, I mean, I think this is a really great idea. Um, and we had coffee and I realized that the people I was meeting with, you know, there's a marketing director from Alice or, you know, somebody from Seaside and the cultural arts crowd. And it was, it was obvious they knew how to produce events. They did lots of arts festivals of various kinds. But there weren't, there was nobody involved that was in the music business. So I said, look, let me volunteer and help out. So that's how I got involved. And it, and this was before they'd done it before. So I kind of took over booking the event because that's what they needed. Um, you know, they, I don't think they understood what a manager did or what an agent did or, you know, what producers of music do. So I was able to pull a lot of favors that first year. I mean, all my clients, I said, look, I'm going to find you a really nice beach house. And you're going to come down and have some fun, but we're not going to pay you much. And everybody bought into it. Um, you know, the Indigo Girls came down and stayed in beautiful homes in Alice Beach. And, you know, I think they almost froze to death, but, you know, they put on sweatshirts and, and gloves and took off their gloves to play guitars and and we we staged it on the beach and there was a wind blowing water up from the gulf onto guitars and stuff it was you know we <laughs> we moved away from the beach after the first year but anyway that's how it all started and the next year we you know kind of solidified the relationship i got on the board of the cultural arts alliance and i became officially the co-producer of the event, uh, which is still the case. The Cultural Arts Alliance is a co-producer with Russell Carter Artist Management. And I, I primarily book the event and I do legal work, you know, do transactional contract work. Um, I promote and market the event, and, but the, the cultural arts staff is, you know, involved in everything with me. And, you know, they're boots on the ground, they're down there. So they're working on, you know, meetings with sponsors and, you know, setting up production and 
you know, dealing with tents and, you know, just endless list of things that need to get done. So it's very much a collaboration between my office and their office. Love it. Love it, Russell. What a, what a, what a great story. But, uh, but, you know, we're super excited to be covering the festival this year, but we have some friends of our show, like Lily Hyatt uh, or Morgan Wade and her manager, Mary, Mary Spark, who they, they're so excited to play this festival, Russell. Like, and I'm not turning your horn, they really authentically are. And for artists that are on the road, like you said, you know, 150 days a year, like Morgan, like for them to be like, we're super excited to go down there January 3rd, 13th through 16th. It's because there's something special. Uh, what, what do you, you know, you, you've seen it all. You've traveled the country, the world. What do you attribute is that special element that this festival Well, I think, I think there are a few reasons people feel that. One is it's, you know, a beautiful resort area. I mean, 30A runs along the Gulf of Mexico and, you know, it's a stunning beach, beautiful water. In January, it's, you know, it's not like Florida in the summertime. It's cool weather, but it's, that it adds to the beauty. I mean, it's, there's a serenity to the beach at that time of year. So the physical beauty, you know, has a great appeal and charm. Um, we bring everyone together and we, we give them housing. That's one of the perks of 30A. We have a portfolio of housing that we, you know, spend the better part of the year building up with partners, you know, rental companies and uh, real estate companies and private people donate the housing as, you know, they know they're benefiting the Cultural Arts Alliance. And, and I should make sure, be clear that the entire festival is a benefit for the nonprofit Cultural Arts Alliance of Walton County. All the net profits go to the CAA, which funds a major portion of their annual budget. And then they do all kinds of great things for the community throughout the year. Um, but anyway, getting back to what's the appeal to artists, they come down, they stay in beautiful homes, they get to enjoy the beach, the restaurants, the bars, the galleries. But I think the main thing is they come into a community for four days, which is comprised of nothing but fellow artists, you know, their peers, their over 200 musicians every year. And everyone else is a fan of music. They're ticket holders that come down so that the whole community is music oriented. It's kind of yeah. like being in, you know, an Olympic village, you know, <laughs> in Austria. And, and no matter where you go, you're, you're talking sports and you're, you know, hanging out yeah. with athletes. But, you know, 30A, it's all about music. Um, and then, I mean, beyond that, if I can do my horn a little bit, I curate who comes and who plays with who. And I spend a lot of time figuring out if I'm doing a round with four people, you know, what can I do that will make it a very special one hour set of music? You know, am I introducing people that I know have never met, but think they will really click musically? Um, Am I pairing, you know, blues artists that play different instruments that can really jam? Uh, am I introducing a, a new artist who 
clearly as talented, but very new, putting them with a veteran so that a mentor thing can be going on. I mean, there's there's something, I try to make something unique about every round that we create. And, yeah. you know, most of the time it works really well. Once in a while I get a note, don't put me with so-and-so again. I didn't like that, <laughs> but that's very rare. <laughs> Oh, um, uh, Russ. I, I mean, the, the the lineup. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's fantastic. I love it. Jim Blo- Jim Blossoms. Yola's also been on our show. Also, I mean, Steve Earl, right. John Paul White, Sean Mullins. You mentioned, and I mean, it's a whole list. We could spend twenty minutes talking about it. But yeah, to your point, it is absolutely curated. I mean, you you did a magnificent job. There's everything from up and comers to established to everything. It's it's wonderful. I mean, you mentioned Lily and Morgan. I mean super talented both of them lily played a couple of years two or three years ago and um i think she has a new agent uh and he called and i said yeah and i you know i caught up on what she'd been up to just going online and like i i think you know she's just blossomed into this super talented writer and performer i mean performances are she's just leaps and bounds and i mean she started out great but i mean she's just turned into a very unique and you know very talented writer and performer and you know morgan i mean she's got to be everyone's favorite new artist right now like she's just exploding and you know i i was driving with a friend i don't know almost a year ago and she was saying, you got to hear this record. And she pulled it up on Spotify through her radio. We're headed somewhere. And I mean, we listened to her whole record at that point. And I said, yeah, we got to get her for 30A. So I booked her really early this year. And and her agent, I mean, just said, listen, she's going to explode. Take my word for it. <clears throat> and of course, every agent says that about everybody. But I mean, he was so right. And I mean, just like in the Atlanta market, she was playing Eddie's Attic, which is 150 people. Right. And then then they put up a show in Buckhead at a 1,500-seat venue, and it blew it out. And then they put up Tabernacle, that's 2,500. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's going to do something big this summer in Atlanta. So, you know, and Atlanta's not unique. That's going on with her everywhere. Um, but you know what? I honestly think, I think she's one of the, you know, most genuine country artists to come out of Nashville in a decade or so. I mean, she's, you know, she's the real thing. She's a small town in West Virginia. She writes about her experiences. You know, she's got a great voice. She's charismatic performer. I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I was at Americana Fest. The Indigo Girls got a Lifetime Achievement Award and it was a yes. you know big performance for all of us. And so Morgan comes out and she's got this, you know, kind of one piece leather suit on him. And I didn't recognize her. And I'm sitting there thinking, God, who is this? I mean, she looked gorgeous and cool. And I said, oh, my God, that's Morgan. <laughs> I think we booked her. <laughs> she, she's coming to 38. So it's, I'm very excited about both of them. I love it. Love it. Yeah, her birthday's coming up in a couple of weeks. I'll make sure that... Uh... <laughs> send her your regards as well, Russell. Yeah, but, you know, you're, being so good, you're being so good with your time. Thank you, Russell. L- let me leave you with this. You know, you've seen it all. Like I said, you know, you, your career is, uh, you're leaving quite a mark in, in, in show business, uh, Russell. And I think that sometimes, you know, 
people don't give the props to you guys for what you do until like later in your career, but, but we see it, we see it loud and clear. What are some of the memories that when you look at your time at 38, uh, like you mentioned that first year, you know, what are some of musical memories that you say, man, that is the Mount Rushmore. Like what? I mean, mean, once when I got into this after that first year, I mean, for me, it was like, this is just so much fun. I get to call up people, offer them money, offer them a beach house. I can think of all my favorite artists and get them down and we all get to go hang out and hear all this great music. I mean, to me, it was like, you know, I've spent 40 years as a lawyer and a manager and, you know, wheeling and dealing with record labels, publishing companies, but, you know, agents trying to put packages together for artists on the road and and their managers and you know after 35 years of all of this you get to know pretty much everyone and i can just get on the phone and i mean i'm not really calling in favors that's that's what's good about it i'm i'm calling people that i have contacts with but i'm calling to offer them something fun you know yes. <laughs> so it's all yeah. very positive and i mean high points you know we we booked john prine for the last festival he played in the u.s and his his son and his wife you know got on stage and played with him for an encore for i don't know 15 minutes i mean he didn't want to leave the stage and i think that you know people that have come to the festival through the years and you know we have lots of repeat customers people love to say oh i've gone to eight years or whatever that john prine show certainly one of the high points I mean, a personal favorite of mine, I, I booked Jackson Brown and he came, I mean, to me, it was like the perfect concert because he came with a truck with a grand piano and guitars and <laughs> just set him up on stage and just walked between the piano and the guitars and played every, you know, great song that, that you can name. And, you know, people were laughing and crying throughout that entire show. It was a beautiful sunny day. And I mean, that was a true high point for me, but um, you know, every year, every year there are moments and, and it's not just the headliners, you know, sometimes it's just walking into one of the smaller nighttime venues and seeing somebody you're not even familiar with and realizing, wow, you know, this person, you know, like, you know, John Fulbright, good example. Not, not, you know, not everybody knows that guy, but I guarantee you everyone who has walked in to see him, who was unfamiliar, walked out a major fan of his. You know, he's a huge talent and he'll he'll continue, his career will grow. And, you know, by the time he's done it for 25 years, everybody will know who he is. But... Absolutely, Russell. And um, yeah, just before I before I let you go, now, now that we're talking, and I'm kind of getting the, your vibe, which is great, your musical tastes. Um, we lost a, a giant just yesterday from the date of this recording, Christine McVeigh of, of Fleetwood Mac. Do you mind maybe just uh, your memory, a little remembrance about what she meant to you as a fan and, and, and as a professional as well? I, I mean, I love Fleetwood Mac. When I was a freshman in college, I got turned on to that band sitting around in dorms, you know, partying and the like i had some friends from chapel hill grew up in chapel hill and they were real muso guys and i go hang out and listen to music and 
you know, we listened to early Fleetwood Mac. Um, back, I mean, this was like 1972, I guess. Um, but I mean, she was always my favorite in the band, like through all the various combination of players who played in Fleetwood Mac. To me, Christine, her vocals and her vibe and her piano kept that band like coherent, you know. Other people came, you know, maybe it was a blues guitarist or it was, you know, a pop writer or, you know, the various kinds of players they added and subtracted through the years. She was the constant, I thought. You know, Spare Me a Little was the first Christine McVie song I like fell in love with. But over and over on Tusk, I, I would say that's my favorite Fleetwood Mac song ever. And there's so many brilliant songs that's that's a big statement but i mean that is the perfect fleetwood mac song i mean it's it's a sad day obviously she passed away and it's to me it's the end of fleetwood mac i mean they can go out there and put people together they can play fleetwood mac music but it'll never be the same not that they haven't had a tremendous you know career and yeah, they're a true legacy band. Absolutely. Very well said, Russell Carter. I mean, we're super excited to be there. Uh, 38 Songwriters Festival. Tickets still available, 38songwritersfestival.com. January 13th uh, through 16th down uh, in, uh, in in Florida. Thank you so much for your time, Russell. Great, great uh, chatting with you. Pleasure talking with you. Thank you. I Absolutely. appreciate it. Take care. Listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.